Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner. I'm Karen Sharp Price. Today, we're going to talk to Connie Whitesell, owner of Scattered to Streamlined, about her own career story. Connie and I met through Grow Buffalo Business. Connie's a business coach, and I've worked with her with my own business. It was the best thing that I've ever done for my business success. Good afternoon, Connie. How are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm doing very well. Very happy to be here. And thank you for sharing that about the help to your work. I really Absolutely. I cannot say enough about what you've helped me actually streamlined. <laughs> that is a really, you, you pick the right name and it, it goes right to how a business owner feels about everything that they're doing, especially small businesses, because they're doing so many different things. Scattered to Streamlined is an excellent name for a company. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much. And we will, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But let's let's go back. I know we might be going back a little bit, but let's go back to your college days. You received your degree in marketing and public agency administration from the University of Wisconsin in Madison. Are you originally from Wisconsin? No, I'm not. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from the Chicago area, okay. uh, and I'm close to the Illinois-Wisconsin border. Gotcha. So, yeah, it just happened to offer. At the time, I didn't even plan on getting into marketing at all. I wanted to be an actuary. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> you no, know, I really enjoyed math and business, and it was it seemed like a great combination of the two, and there were very few universities that offered a degree in actuarial science, and Madison did in the business department. So, that's so you started with that? Yeah, I did. Okay. What made you switch over to marketing then? <laughs> uh, the statistics class. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of statistics involved in actuarial science. And while all the other math I really enjoyed, that just did me in. And and learning more about the profession. It's a pretty dry profession. And, and I realized I, I probably wouldn't be ideally suited for me anyway. <laughs> So what about the combination of public agency administration? Where does that come in? It's interesting because the marketing was the major uh, part, major focus of the education. Huh. But I, I, for some reason, I'd always been interested in transportation. And as it turned out, um, in my last business as an HR consultant, I worked for about 14 years on a project with the Chicago Transit Authority. So oh. it was almost like uh, I, I didn't even quite know what I would use it for at the time, but it ended up coming in really handy down the road. So was that one of your first jobs coming out of college? What, what was your first job? No, my first job coming out of college was a marketing assistant, actually. Okay. I really, I was one of those people that didn't know what I wanted to do. I so admire people who do go into school having a really clear vision. My husband had a very clear vision of what he wanted to do, and he's been doing it for 40 years since then. But mm -hmm. I, I really didn't know when the actuarial science fell through. 
So I actually started working for an organization that I had interned for when I was in college, and they hired me in the marketing department to help the marketing director and to coordinate events for the organization. I have to say, though, I I just had a wonderful boss and mentor there, and he really taught me the ins and outs of business writing that I really didn't learn in college. And Uh, I, I carry his gifts with me to this day, what he taught me. How long were you in that position? I did a lot of floating for my first 10 years out of college, okay. trying to figure out what I wanted to do and almost just, just really going with the flow of what came forward. When I was doing that, as I mentioned, I was also coordinating events for the company. This was a, a hospital IS research company. And every year they would have these big events. And it happened to be in, I was in Chicago at the time, and it was at the Ritz-Carlton in Chicago really enjoyed that part of the work. And shortly, I don't know, maybe three or four years after I'd been working as a marketing assistant, the Ritz-Carlton hired me to work at their new hotel in Chicago at the time. I mean, this is a, this is 100 years ago. Uh, the Four Seasons Hotel was opening up there. So they hired me to to help coordinate events for the hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. Uh, mm-hmm. For a while, I was an assistant there and then moved up to manager coordinating events. And that was the most high pressure job I have ever been in in my life and I have no desire to, <laughs> to feel that pressure again. Uh, you think about it, the Four Seasons Hotel. So I was coordinating corporate events. And at that hotel, the events were really big deals. They were they were very special annual events. It was almost like having a really big wedding, except two to four times a week and wow. coordinating that. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fun. It was luxurious. It was sophisticated walking into this gorgeous hotel every day for work. I learned so much about teamwork. I mean, the things that the people that come together in yes. this organization to make this happen. The pressure got to me when we had Coca-Cola doing their board event there. Uh, I didn't realize that we had Pepsi products in the mini bars. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember the the catering manager, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And he said, because <laughs> I'm young then, right? I'm still yeah. in my like mid-20s, late 20s, maybe. And he's like, Connie, you have to stop the ugly crying. <laughs> this seemed like the end of the world at the time. Oh, my God, there are Pepsi oh, products. Oh, anyway. gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, then I just decided I really need to get serious about a career. <laughs> I mean, the Four Seasons was fun. I could stay at different places at no yeah. time. That was really fun. But at the time, I didn't have the courage. In hotel management, you really have to be willing to move all over and move around the world. And I was such a small town girl at that point, And I just couldn't even imagine doing that. And so I thought, I really need to get serious about what I'm doing going forward. It's funny um, that you say that because my first job, was HR director at the Holiday in Grand Island. And the same kind of thing. I was in my early 20s. It is a great opportunity for somebody who's just coming out of college to be able to do many different things and learn. And you're in with a group of people that are generally about your age. There's a lot of younger yep. people working there. And it's exciting and it's fun. And every day is different. I was probably there about three years and then I was ready to move on. Like you get to a point where it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Exactly. To take. Yeah, it, it really was. Yeah. But it was fun. It was one of the best jobs I had. It, it was just for, for being the first job out of college. It was, it was great. 
It, it was, right, right. Yeah. And I was living, the hotel was right downtown Chicago. I had an apartment a half block down the street. Now, it was the crappiest apartment you could imagine. It was in a basement. There were rats in the parking lot. It was just horrible. But I, I, you know, my roommate <laughs> and I were like, oh my God, we're in the city. This is so much fun. Yeah, yeah. We it's, loved it at the time. It's a great time. It really, yeah. yeah, it was one of the best times. So, okay. So now, like we probably fast forward, I don't know, almost 10 years. What happened to make you decide then to go back for your MBA? Was it that? No, it wasn't. I actually thought for a while that I wanted to get into um, legal work, a total change. This was this was out of the ordinary, but I, I didn't know if I wanted to be a lawyer. So I went through this uh, paralegal certification course and I ended up working in a law firm for about oh. um, 10 years. Oh my in, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it, oh my God, that was fantastic too. I worked with uh, two of the attorneys there and we did the all the labor and employment work. Um, that was kind of the start into HR. At the time we were doing a lot of corporate defense work, oh. um, a lot of helping companies when they had employment suits or discrimination charges filed against them, that kind of thing, doing policy manuals, compliance work. Mm -hmm. And the um, attorneys I worked with gave me a lot of leeway as a paralegal to work with the clients. I learned so much about labor and employment law at the time. But what ended up happening was my husband at the same time, he's a college basketball coach, and he was working at this university, and I could actually go to school there for free. And I love school. <laughs> I really love learning. And so I went to night school. Oh, and okay. while I was working at the law firm, got my MBA over a period of, I don't know, two, two and a half years. And I did it with an HR emphasis because of the relation to the labor and employment law that I'd been doing. Sure. Know where I wanted to go with it. And I realized after getting the MBA, there really is nowhere to go in a law firm with mm -hmm. that unless you become a lawyer. There are so few people. That, I mean, there's an HR person, but there really yeah. wasn't where I was. There wasn't much movement. So at the time, uh, one of the attorneys that I worked with, he and I decided, decided to form our own consulting firm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's where the HR consulting firm started in, okay. gosh, way back in 2000. And that was to help companies be more proactive rather than reactive. So help them understand how to treat their employees so they don't have these kinds of charges <laughs> filed against them. That was a very good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that's where I started. Actually, I had an emphasis in drug and alcohol, federal regulations related uh -huh. to drug and alcohol testing. And that's where my work for the CTA came into play. So it was just, it, you know, it's so funny how these, how these things happen along the way, but they lead you to... And I enjoyed all of them, right? I learned something from all of them, and they eventually led to to where I am now. So I'm sorry if I'm kind of no, the no, others, no. There that's were so great, many shifts no, there for no, a while, but I'm old, and a lot happened. <laughs> no, that's exactly that. That's exactly what I try to uh, emphasize with students is that you may not know exactly what you want to do, but and you might have maybe a goal, and you may not be able to reach that goal right away. But the opportunities that come up, if you take them can lead you down roads that you would never have imagined. And the experience that you get and the skill set that you get is, is so worth it. Um, but you have to be open. Like you were open to all of those different turns and pivots. Yeah, it, you're right. And the people you meet along the way. It, yeah. 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 yeah it, that is, that is great. So, so, okay. So now you have your MBA with specialization in human resources. You had the company. What, then what happened after that? Um, how long did you have that company with him? 
well, we had the company overall for about 14 years, but in 2011, things were disrupted because of um, my husband's position, actually. Mm-hmm. He was at the Division One level in college basketball, and there are only, I don't know, maybe 350 Division One schools in the country. There mm-hmm. aren't that many jobs there. Right. So when he left, he was working at Loyola University of Chicago at the time, and when he left there, it was like, okay, what, you know, now what? <laughs> What what are we what doing do do? here? Yeah. So so he started working down in, at St. Louis University, which was about a five hour drive, and, and we moved down there. And I could you know come back up to Chicago pretty easily. But our business was very location specific. I really needed to to be there to do the auditing and to do be hands on. So it worked okay when we lived in St. Louis. But then with his job, he went to St. John's, and we lived oh, in Queens. That wasn't so commutable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So and I was I was seeing the writing on the wall and and also I had used a business coach myself when I was had the HR consulting business and oh my God, she just made such a difference in my life and my business. And so I started thinking I need something that I can do. I, I could see we were he was Jim was assistant coaching at the time. He wanted to head coach again. So I knew we were going to move until he got that job. So I thought, you know, I need something that's a bit more remote. And I love the coaching. And I happen to help a lot of my friends with their doing their business plans. It, it just it just kind of fell into that. And so I decided to go through a really intensive coach training program. Oh, okay. And yeah, it took about a year and a half, hundreds of hours of coaching. And I initially added that on as a service to the HR business when we moved to Queens, just kind of as a side thing to try out. And most of my clients were still in the Midwest because I didn't really know anybody <laughs> in New York City. It's, it was Skype at the time, not Zoom. <laughs> and it just, it, it, and what ended up happening was um, when, when we realized this just was not going to work with the HR company anymore with me being gone and maybe never, and probably, and now I know we're not going back to Chicago. You know, it just made sense. So I went into the business coaching full-time at that point. And then luckily our next move was to Buffalo and Jim got a head coaching job here after being associate head coach. So we could finally open all of the boxes. We could really settle in. And so I've really, the last few years have been able to really work full-time the work and and I enjoyed being in person with people again. I have a lot of local clients and unfortunately with the pandemic it's not so in person but before that <laughs> and I'm right. sure after that you know we'll be meeting in person again and I really yeah. enjoyed that a lot. So. so let's dive in a little bit about what you do. So what is it and I know what you do but <laughs> let's tell everybody else what do you actually do with a client and who is your typical client? I primarily work with solo business owners, people who have their own businesses, typically service-oriented. I don't work with a lot of brick-and-mortar type businesses or business or sales professionals who are, in essence, responsible for their own books of business under a larger organization like financial advisors or insurance agents or real estate representatives, those, those types of professions. Okay. And as the name of the business says, Scattered to Streamline, that's what I 
try to help my clients do. And and as you said, it really, that title has seemed to resonate with a lot of different people. And, and as, as I'm sure you can imagine, as I've experienced as a solo business owner, you often have all kinds of great ideas for your work, but it's tough when you're doing it on your own to really figure out what to prioritize and on yeah. what to focus and, and, and where to put your efforts next and what maybe doesn't make as much sense. So I help with that. My process always starts with creating a plan. And typically it's for uh, figuring out for the next year what what they want the business to look like and then getting really specific for the, the current three months, the first, the current quarter and getting a really specific action plan together. And then I provide the coaching along the way to help them with all the steps, the challenges that come up, celebrating the successes, providing the accountability and helping them reach those goals that they've set. For me, with the pandemic, it allowed me time to sort of think about where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do, which normally I didn't have a lot of that time. I was just going from one to the other to the other. I felt like I was you know, jumping from one rock to the next. Just taking that time at the end of the year to sit down and have nothing else going on around me and put it on paper and follow your lead as to you know what's the next step, what's the next step. It just it just became so much clearer on paper. And then as you go through, I mean, I cannot believe how hard I hit the first quarter of January. You know, like just just so organized, knowing what my next step was going to be. I actually did what I needed to do, and it was just step by step instead of. Having all of those ideas, your sales, your marketing, your accounting, you're trying to get new businesses, then actually working with the clients, having all of that going around, spinning around in right. your head in the middle of the night, having an idea pop in, yes. having it having it down on paper, I can't explain to anybody unless they do it themselves, how that really transforms what you're going to do in your business. It it changes the trajectory, and it changes the processes of how you do things. I feel a lot less stressed. I really do. I, I just so feel glad. like I know I know what I need to do, and I know what I want to accomplish in this first quarter, and I'm just working on those things. And even though I have all those other ideas down on paper for the next couple you know, quarters, I know that I'm just focusing now on what I need to do now. And it takes so much pressure off, doesn't yeah, it? It, yeah. it absolutely does. So you mentioned something really key too, that I think is really important for business owners to do, whether they're working with a coach or not, is giving some solid time to devote to that. You know, you gave yourself a full day to mm-hmm. really think about your, to really work on your business rather than in your business. And so many people get so wrapped up in the day to day that they don't set aside that time. And, and I think it's just so critical to do at least once a year, ideally yeah. every quarter. Well, and you know, when we were sitting down doing that, it just like flooded out. It was very easy to fill those for the forms out and, and get everything because it was all in my head. I, I didn't have yes. to think about things. I didn't have to look into things. I knew what I wanted. I You just had to ask me the right questions and the information just poured. Absolutely. Oh, that makes me so happy. So. And and that, that just related to that, um, I think a distinction that is important to make that sometimes people don't understand 
that distinction between a coach and a consultant. So as a coach, that's what I've been trained to do, right? And that's what I've done now with this experience. You're the expert in what you do. I am not. So it's drawing from you with those questions, what really will work for you. Yeah, and it 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 definitely it definitely did. So I, I can't um, I can't thank you enough for oh, for oh, helping gosh, me. So, so we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna play a little uh, game of get to get to the point. I'll ask you about ten random questions and you just give me the answer that pops in your head at the time. So, um, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, virtual or in person? Does it have to be one or the other? Can it be? Because I would say overall, the introvert in me loves the the virtual. But for work with my clients, I really like to be in person. Okay, that's good. That's a good good answer. Pizza or wings now that you're in Buffalo? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, in Buffalo, it's definitely wings. If I was in Chicago, it would be pizza. (laughs) No offense to Buffalonians who love their pizza. (laughs) Good answer. Social media of choice. Facebook. Dog or cat? Oh, dog. I love, I I do like cats, but I work with a dog rescue. I've always had dogs. I have to say dogs. Okay. Relaxation of choice. I love to hike. That's, getting out there is meditative to me, being out hiking. Okay. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. Books or music? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think books. Okay. Have you ever met a famous person? And if so, who? Yeah, my um, brother-in-law. I, my four of Jim's brothers are in the entertainment world. Oh my so gosh. when one of them got married quite a few years ago, he, he was the agent for Matt Damon and Hugh Jackman. And how am I drawing a blank? Matt Damon's buddy, um, Ben oh, Affleck. Yeah. They were all at the wedding. So oh, I was completely gosh. starstruck. And they were just normal as could be. Matt Damon came up to me at the wedding, put his hand out and said, hi, I'm Matt Damon. I'm like, oh my like I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> and you just chill. Oh, hi, nice to meet you. Exactly. Great. Great. What has been the most beautiful place in Buffalo that you have hiked? Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Um, that's a tie for me between I love the Niagara Gorge and all the different hikes. There are four different options there. But I also love Letchworth for a complete oh. getaway experience. Yeah. Okay. Choice of beverage. Well, if we're talking alcoholic, I'm sorry. It could be alcohol. All of these. If it's alcoholic, <laughs> I love anything with whiskey. Okay. If it's not alcoholic, um, I'm pretty boring. It's probably just water. Water. Okay. <laughs> Phone call or email? Email. What is one of your goals that you have set for yourself that you're most proud of? I am really excited to start a group coaching program this year. Is that through uh, Grow or is that through... No, that's through Scattered to Stream. Okay. I've, right. I've done all one-to-one coaching or pretty much all one-to-one coaching except for those um, one-day planning intensives that I'm working on developing an eight-week group coaching program Ooh. that I hope to repeat throughout the year to kind of go along with those quarters of the year to help people stay on plan. That's a great idea. Um, and then your bonus question, this could be difficult. You be Bulls or the Wisconsin Badgers? Oh, 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 it has to be bulls. That was so long ago. I'll still root for the Badgers. No, it's got to be the bulls. I love that team. Great, great kids. And of course, great coaching. I was going to say, yeah, one of of the best coaches. 
Thank you for playing along. I, I hope that was fun for you. That was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's kind of let's get back into our regular questions. It, it looks from early on that you had, you know, an entrepreneurial mindset. And we talked about how you have started a couple of the businesses, but you've also started a couple of really fun groups. Can you talk to us more about this Buffalo Day Hikers Meetup Group and the Buffalo Professional Development Book Club Meetup? Okay. Well, the Hikers Group was, um, uh, I decided on that. When, when Jim goes, when he moves for a new job, he goes immediately. He gets the job, he moves within a week. And I'm wow. moving everything from wherever we are. So he was living at the Residence Inn on Maple here in Buffalo. And I would come up to visit on the weekends. And and I think I'd had maybe two glasses of wine. <laughs> and I, I swear that's what that's what led to the day hikers. I love to hike. I developed a love of hiking when we lived in St. Louis. There is no hiking in Chicago. Um, so when we got to Buffalo, I'm like, God, this is such a beautiful area. I want to explore all of these different places. But I was a little leery about hiking on my own. Yeah. And um, when I looked at the different hiking groups that were already established here in Buffalo, they were a little too advanced for me. I'm not into the, I'm not going to go rock climbing or do anything crazy. <laughs> but so, um, so I thought, what the heck, you know, I can do this. So I set up a group that night and the next morning was like, oh my God, there are 50 people signed up for this. Now I've got to figure out where to go and when we're going to do it. <laughs> oh my God. And then it just, it just exploded from there. I, I ran that group for about two or three years. We got up to about 2000 members. We had hikes. Um, In Buffalo in Buffalo three to four times a week. Of course, there were other people who stepped forward to lead hikes. I wasn't leading all of them by the time we grew, but eventually it did get to be too much. So we, and there was another group that developed, we had a lot of the same members. So I spoke with that leader and we, we merged into their group. And so now I'm, now I just hike when I <laughs> and the other one, really, I, I just wanted to um, continuous learning is always part of it, part of what I am looking for in life. And I hadn't been reading as many professional development books as I wanted to, and so I thought I'm going to start a book club uh, around professional development that'll make me read these books, and then got into the flow of it and just just loved it. Now we have the book club with Grow, so that's more where I'm focusing now. So we can't go without talking about Grow. <laughs> um, you were one of the co-founders of Grow Buffalo Business. And if you can tell those that are listening, what is Grow? And if someone's interested, how can they join? Grow Buffalo Business was uh, Mike Anderson, uh, and who is a, a, a business insurance representative here in Buffalo. He's also been a, a very good friend and uh, Kanishka Wananayaka. I, you, you had had us on a, on a yes. previous podcast together. We came together at the beginning of the pandemic when things were closed down and we individually were working on different ways to help support the small business community and decided it would be so much more effective if the three of us came together and ran it together. So we just started a Facebook group uh, and started up running events, networking, educational events, workshops, that kind of thing, all virtually, obviously, to provide 
community and educational resources, mainly for small business owners. And it just took on a life of its own. The members um, like you and, and so many others stepped forward and we're still doing two to three events a week. Now bringing in people and members from various parts of the country, the community is still very vibrant and growing and still keeping with that intention to help provide uh, free and low-cost resources to small business owners. Now, we have recently formed a nonprofit. We've got a website that we recently launched. We'll have a membership program going because we want to, to offer more to the communities, things that are even more substantive. And so we have so many plans for the future with that. And hopefully, we'll be able to do a lot of that in person going forward. It's amazing. I think the last time I looked, um, there's 1,800 members, which is, is huge. I mean, it's only a year. I know, but that just shows uh, one thing when I first came to Buffalo to visit, when Jim was interviewing for the job here, the first thing that struck me was that to me, it felt very Midwestern. The people here were so warm and welcoming and that carries over into the business community. People are so helpful here. And I think that's what's been the attraction of the group. We've also, we've limited the self-promotion that's on there, except Mm -hmm. for specific posts for people to share about their business. So it's not spammy or anything. It's very much hopefully helpful to people in the group. So who would be a good candidate to join that group, would you say? I would say anyone who uh, owns or manages a small business. So I'd say probably under 20, 25 employees, I think they could really benefit from both the community and the things that they could learn there. I was mentioning to you, I was hosting one of our events right before this call, and it was with a local attorney who was talking about business formation considerations. So when you're starting a business, you know, do you do an LLC or an S Corp or a sole proprietorship and walked us through those different elements. So it's good for people who want to start a business too. Yeah, it absolutely is. In fact, I'm, my sister lives in Virginia and she has an incredible artistic talent I want her to start a small business making like note cards and, Mm. and, you know, things like that. Slowly, she, she has joined the group to learn more about how to do all that. So I'm hoping that I'm just, I'm slowly trying to work on her a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'll be posting the recording. So tag her in there. She can watch it. (laughs) Yeah. And she is, she's, she's been doing some things on there. So Um, I'm glad. I'm really glad. So if someone wants to reach out to you because maybe they own a small business and the idea of getting all their scattered thoughts um, streamlined, what would be the best way that they could connect with you? Uh, A few different ways. And and one thing I realized, I didn't answer your previous question about how to find grow. And I'm there too. (laughs) So so right now, if you go to Facebook and just put in grow Buffalo business, you'll find a group there, a private group. Um, We've also have the website, which growbuffalobusiness.com. For me personally, you can find me at scattered2streamline.com at the website, or I'm very active on Facebook, Connie Keel Whitesell on Facebook and Connie Whitesell on LinkedIn. Okay, great. Thank you. And I will also put that in the description of the podcast so people can also reach out to you. So Connie, at, at the end of my podcast, I asked my guests to give three pieces of advice to those that are listening who might want to go in the line of work that you're in. So starting their own business. Because you've been so successful with starting businesses and clubs and things like that and groups, what are three pieces of advice that you would share with those listening if they were thinking about starting their own business? Well, of course, I have to say, number one, have a plan. (laughs) 
I think, uh, and, and it doesn't have to be some formal 60 page long dry business plan. Um, just starting the plan can help you figure out whether the business idea that you have to start with is viable. And then it helps walk you through all of the elements you need to consider for your business. So you, it helps you know what you don't know. And in a way, forces you to consider those things that you really should. And yeah, there are all kinds of free resources out there that help with planning. The SBA does programs. I think business planning for dummies is a fantastic resource. Really? I mean, the authors that do the dummies books are experts. And uh-huh. and yeah, that <laughs> you know, things like that. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Right. So that would be number one. Number two would be don't do it alone. As solo business owners, it can get really lonely. As we talked about, it can be really tough to figure things out. So you can find resources out there, low cost, SBA, SCORE, find community, like like grow where there are other people to help encourage you when you are feeling a little low or celebrate when things are going really well. Plan, people, and then also I would say give yourself time. It's pretty rare for businesses to be an instant success. So I always suggest as people are getting into something, make sure that you've got the the resources to support you in your business for a yeah. while. And maybe even start as a side business. If you have a job right now, start as a side gig, see how it goes. And sure. and from there, you can just just I just caution people to not to jump in too quickly or you know, once they're in it, just just be a little patient. Give it some time. It takes some time to oh, yeah. really figure things out and get the ball rolling. It absolutely takes time. Oh, Connie, I personally want to thank you for the advice that, that you've shared with me for my own business and for the advice that you've shared today. If you're a business owner who feels scattered, I highly, highly recommend that you contact Connie today. I can't express to you how much she's helped me and what a great person she is to work with. So please reach out to her. Thank you everyone for listening to Sharp HR Career Corner. If you're trying to figure out your next career move and you need to talk with somebody, please contact Sharp HR. We would love to help you out. Go to sharphumanresources-buffalo.com for more information. If you enjoy the podcast, I encourage you to download it, leave a comment, and share with others you know. The more downloads and comments and shares that we get, the better the ratings and the easier we can be found. So thank you in advance for that. Until next time, be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world, and it starts with you and I. So thanks again for listening, and have a great day.